Okie dokie, folks, and welcome to Monday Night Shaw right here on Love Wrestling. I am the Canadian Goose, a.k.a. Wild Kyle Shaw, and uh, joining me on the podcast today uh, out of Saskatchewan is uh, Chris Summers. Chris, how are you, brother? Uh, really good, boss. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm impressed with this setup you have going on Oh, here. thank you. Thank you. What, what, what do you use all that stuff for? Oh, well, actually... Um... When when the pandemic first hit, is uh, I've always been really into computers. So when pandemic first hit, I finally uh, got the opportunity to build my own computer. So I finally built my my computer myself. And so with that, I uh, wanted to do uh, live streaming. So, but I spent hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars on this equipment, uh, and I finally have a reason to use most of it. So, so do you have like a Twitch stream? Uh, uh, do? I do actually. It's twitch.tv slash subject skippy s k i p p y. Yeah. Okay. And what kind of stuff do you do on there? Oh, I just you know playing video games. Um, I'm really bad at them though, so I don't really <laughs> play the games. I just kind of make fun of what's happening. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't know if it's age, but I'm not as good as I used to be. How old are you? I'm actually uh, only 23 years old. So, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm just slow. And my reflexes suck, man. Oh, that's okay. I mean, I, I, I am uh, 38 years old. <laughs> and, uh, I, yeah, modern-day video games can be a, a rough go for me sometimes. Um, yeah. If it's anything like complicated or uh, requires like a lot of like, um, I don't know, attention or whatever, I just like it's, it seems over my head because like when I first yeah. started playing video games, the object was, you know, walk to your right and don't <laughs> fall in the pit. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Uh, so um, do you use any of the equipment uh, for any like wrestling projects or anything? Um. Yeah, so whenever I get like a uh, promo pictures done or whatever, um, usually I have a, a few friends that are are photographers, and so I'll just basically be like, "Hey, you want to do something? I'll bring my lights and everything like that." Um, other than that, really, no. Uh, I've never been asked to like bring my lights or anything. So, oh, that well, I mean, that's fair. Uh, um, so uh, let's let's get into wrestling because that's kind of what we're here to talk yeah. about on yeah. uh, Love Wrestling Monday Night Shaw. Um, where where did your uh, your uh, love for wrestling uh, begin? Yeah, so pretty much just like every other answer you're gonna get from any wrestler. Um, as young as I could remember, it was you know always going over to my cousin's place or my aunt's place, and you'd see uh, the raw like. Just the, like near the end of the Attitude Era, because I was born in '99, so like it was not as good as it was. Um, but yeah, you remember all of that stuff um, when they when they switched over to the new set and the new new theme. Like I still remember all of that. Like, I remember yeah, the seeing big fist coming. Yeah, out. yeah. So I remember, you know. Um, weirdly enough, um, when I was watching as a kid, I was never interested in like the main event guys, like Triple H. I didn't really find entertaining. I was like. Oh, Tajiri is really cool. Like <laughs> Hurricane's really cool. Like the people that would look good as action figures, those are the yeah. guys that I was following. 
I, I, so, I actually, I really like Tajiri. I think Tajiri, oh, is, I, like Tajiri, is fantastic. <laughs> He's phenomenal. I Hurricane's really good too. Oh um, my god, they're just but, both so phenomenal. I remember when I first saw Tajiri on WWE, and I was like, "Oh wow, look look at the things this guy can do!" Like he does the handspring into the <laughs> big elbow, like uh, he's 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 awesome. Um, at what point did you uh, decide that you wanted to uh, become a, uh, a wrestler? So actually, um, again, like when I was like five and six, um, that's uh, very was always yeah yeah. It, it actually like I. Don't know why I was a conscious five-year-old, but like, uh, yeah, I just, I remember memories of me telling my family that I was going to be a wrestler and um, I'm a very fussy eater. And I remember they used to try to get me to eat stuff I didn't like by saying, this is what the wrestlers do. Oh, okay. And so that's like, I've always just wanted to be a wrestler and, and it's just been the number one thing. So when I finally made the jump, it was really, really nice. I finally felt like I was doing something that I liked because everything else just never had the same appeal to me. Yeah. Is there is there like a story behind how you found your training uh, school and stuff? Um, actually, yeah. So um, I was laying in bed one day and uh, my sister, who isn't a wrestling fan as well, um, I think I like just got my first job and I was I was working and yeah, just exhausted. So I was laying in my bed and she comes into the room and she's like, hey, look, this Facebook post is like an ad for like, do you want to be a pro wrestler? And so I was like, oh, like, sure, like, we could do that. I could clear like a day and and miss whatever I'm doing to go into this warehouse for four hours like and yeah, that's that's exactly what I did. I went to <laughs> this this arena for four hours, and it was like a tryout. Oh, okay. And and then uh, did you continue training from then, or were you uh, like put? Were you immediately like put in the ring? I, I certainly um, hope not. So, yeah, I, <laughs> that would have been too great. Um, yeah. So uh, when when I did the mini camp, it was actually at uh, the old like HIW's uh, show Battle Arts, their their big show that they would have every year. So I went before doors opened and did this little uh, training session, and yeah, it was crazy. They had us running uh, like so much sprints. Uh, they had us doing all of the rolls, bunch of cardio. It was the yeah. biggest mistake I had ever made, and. Uh, so after that, we actually went to uh, the show afterwards, and uh, you know, after after you leave the the camp and then you're you're going to shower and get ready for the show, you know, that entire time I was like, no, nah, I don't, you know, what? this ain't for me. This this I'm really sore. This ain't for me. And then when I was at the show, uh, I was told that um, I had potential. So even if I'm having a bit of doubt it gets easier and i should go and that's when i officially started training solid yeah how long how long after you uh started training was it before you had your your first match and, and you're based out of uh saskatchewan yeah yeah are so, you, do you was it in regina uh actually um i my very first match like very first any type of spotlight anything um was in Saskatoon 
and okay. I wrestled uh, for HIW Wildside. I wrestled a tag team match with another uh, trainee, and, and we faced El Asesino and Dice Steel. And I believe the match might be the shortest match in HIW history. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, how long did it go? Um, yeah. So the the bell rang. We both got. I got super kicked. My my tag partner got the brogue kick, and that was it. The match was over. Oh, okay. I couldn't. I couldn't take anymore. <laughs> uh, and what was that like? Like for shoot or was that no like, no 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 that's, that's <laughs> like <laughs> it, it, it was all planned it was all planned was, oh okay yeah it was just something to like fill time i guess <laughs> right on and yeah, and yeah. so you did you uh you must have continued to to wrestle for uh hiw then yeah. Eh? yeah yeah so the during um all of the times i like wrestled on shows when they first started like putting me on shows they i didn't even know like i would just show up to the venue and they would be like hey um you're wrestling tonight go get your gear because number one rule always travel with your gear yeah so i every time that i wrestled like that that like two second match and then my my first ever match was in king's challenge i had no idea until like maybe an hour before doors open that like hey you're wrestling tonight in a tag match and so yeah it was that was Regina was my first like official match. And yeah, it was really good. I was in a tag match with Mick Sugar. I tagged with him and we faced uh Slammer and Alexander Prime. Oh, solid. Yeah. Solid. I, I've had a few matches with Slammer. He's yeah. he's he's really good. Um uh, I haven't been able to wrestle uh, Mick Sugar, but I think that sounds really appealing because oh, I, I, I I do like the comedy stuff. Oh, he's great. He is it, a genius yeah um we we met at the uh at a show recently in saskatchewan yeah where, where you wrestled uh you wrestled jack pride and uh, if yes. i'm not mistaken i wrestled uh dusty adonis yes you did yeah and and we had like a comedy match too and yeah it, it was yeah that i remember that show well because it was a lot <laughs> of fun oh that crowd was red hot for everything and i remember you know sitting in the back and my match was right after your match and uh, yeah, the crowd was just hot as hell, and it was echoing in the back, like behind that door. That's a heavy door, <laughs> and so it was just going crazy. And I remember like telling everyone, like, "How am I supposed to follow this with like, you know, I'm trying to wrestle here. Like, I'm I'm gonna go and do wrestling moves, and I gotta like, I gotta do better than this comedy match that's going on. I love comedy matches, but yeah. like." They're just impossible to follow because the crowd gets so hot for them. It was, it was, I mean, like I had a ton of fun for sure. I mean, I don't do a, like a lot of comedy matches, um, which is probably surprising to people that don't like actually know me, but um, yeah, on the occasion when I'm out there with the right guy, like uh, definitely enjoy it and dusty adonis had he had some brilliant ideas like you say uh so like yeah me and him had had a had a very very uh tremendous amount of fun oh yeah. how, how was your uh, match with uh, jack pride uh it was good it was it was good um that match um ahead of time because i got the call to go to that show like an hour before I left the house and it was that day too. So <laughs> I drove like three hours there. Um, 
and uh yeah I, I my cardio was not in a place that it should have been like uh I, I i'm you know i wasn't focused on wrestling uh i was just hanging out so i show up and yeah the cardio was the only thing for me that i didn't approve of but um it was actually a lot better than it used to be because i i used to have like a vaping gimmick oh okay and and now that i like i've kicked the habit of nicotine it's like i can't imagine that i used to be out of breath going upstairs <laughs> it's like now i, I can you, actually yeah. breathe for sure. And then like wrestling with a guy like Jack Pride, who is yeah. very well put together. And I I would doubt struggles with cardio activity. Oh. Uh, yeah, I can see why that would be uh, kind of intimidated Were you, or intimidating. Were you uh, intimidated? Um, when, when I when I showed up and I found out I was wrestling Jack Pride, I was a, I was a bit nervous. Um I wouldn't say intimidated. It's just uh, I always aim to have the best matches possible. So yeah, of course, nobody wants to go out there and have a ho hum. Yeah. All right, let's let. <laughs> you know, I guess there's some people that are like, let's have an easy night tonight. Yeah, that's it's let's have an easy night, not a like let's go out there and stick the place up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, I, uh, even though I was super out of breath the entire match, you know, um, one thing um, I was told was a nice little thing is that uh, even though I'm super out of breath, I still, you know, can do everything. No, no worries. You know, I'm yeah. still in positions. I'm still, you know, doing the moves safely. Um, and so uh, the match, I really enjoyed it. I was happy with it. Jack Pride is really fast and... <sighs> It it worries me how quick he is. I don't like yeah. it. I don't was, like it. I was training with him the other day, and uh, we were doing some like chain wrestling and stuff. And I felt like he was mauling me. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> slow down!" Like, because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong; it's probably on me because, like, uh, you know, I I I I don't do a lot of chain wrestling in yeah. matches, but I do it a lot uh, in in training and stuff. But I generally like. Uh, we had just done the uh, mini camp too. Uh, so it was like um, the mini camp was, was the, you're just doing very basic chain yeah. wrestling things because you're doing them with people that have not wrestled before. Yeah. And so you're just slowly doing the, the, the steps <laughs> and kind of taking turns. And then I locked up with Jack pride, like uh, a couple days later and it was like, Oh Jesus. Like <laughs> I actually have to like fight this guy because yeah. uh, he's, 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 he's just mauling me. Uh, but I actually, I honestly have never had an actual match against Jack pride. Um, I've I've been in battle royals with him, but that's the extent of our interaction. And I would really like to wrestle him. Yeah, he's he's very very fun to wrestle. He's he's very creative, and and that's super important. He's he's really really good, and mm -hmm. I'm really glad I got an opportunity to wrestle him before he makes it too big. And then, <laughs> yeah, did you see him on uh, Monday Night Raw? I did. I did. I actually every single time Raw is in Winnipeg or Alberta or wherever they are, I always watch those episodes just because I know that like some people are gonna be on there that I know. Yeah. And I just yeah. think that's really cool. 
I mean, I had I had heard that MRB was going to be there, but I I didn't know that Pride was going to be there. In fact, I even talked to Pride at the mini camp. Like it was like a couple of days before the Raw, and it was like, "Hey, are you going to Raw?" And he was kind of like, "Ah, oh, no, I'm not really going." And, and then by the end of the day, it was like, uh, "Oh yeah, no, I'm going to Raw." And I was like, "Oh well, that that changed quickly." And he was like, "Yeah, things move fast sometimes." And yeah. I guess that he went from not even going to watch to, <laughs> to to getting booked on the show. So like, congratulations to him. And then yeah. uh, of course, like, it's great to see uh, uh, Stephen Crow on oh, there yeah. too because i mean mrb as well um but mrb has been on wwe like a few times so it was it was very cool to see stephen crow get his first opportunity and i know that uh zoe zoe was also uh she was at the show they didn't end up using her on raw but she went to smackdown and was uh yeah. she was all over smackdown i i guess she uh she got in a, a fight with uh ronda rousey and completely kicked her ass oh yeah um no, I heard that. I heard that one. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think she, Zoe was one of the security guards involved in the uh, in the break apart between uh, Ron Rousey and Liv Morgan. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But Zoe is fantastic. Oh yeah, sure. big fan of of Stephen Crow as well. Very big fan. Yes, another person uh, I would I would love to have uh, uh, another match with. I've I've had a tag team match against him and MRB one time in Pinoca. And then I also had uh, my 100th match of of my career was against Stephen Crow, and it was in Calgary. And it was like the first time that I had wrestled somebody who had had like fewer matches than me. So it was it was an interesting one because that's that's like the first one that I you know I got to like basically go out there and call things and yeah and 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 Stephen Crow he he's fantastic so it was it was a complete breeze and even johnny divine watched our match for us and and and, you know gave me some pointers and stuff and he didn't have to do that so i thought it was i i that 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 was a really special night for me unfortunately a video doesn't exist because nobody filmed the match so the one time yeah the one time you really want the match is the time that no one's gonna film it I'm usually uh, I've I've learned my lesson from that, and I I usually will get somebody to film the matches for me with my yeah. phone if if there's no like hard cam setup or whatever. Yeah. But sometimes that also uh, doesn't really work out uh, very well because I remember a few weeks ago I uh, I asked the lady at the concession stand if she would film our match, and like. I get it because, like, they're a concession stand and they're conducting business. So, like, she doesn't have time to stop and, and just film this match and, and give her full attention. But, like, there was, like, shots of, like, oh, she clearly just put my phone on the ca- on, on the counter and <laughs> yeah. somebody's arm is in the way and you hear them ordering <laughs> French fries or whatever. <laughs> and then, yeah. So, I, I got some I, – I did get eventually, like, I got a couple of little uh, video clips that I was able to share on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. But I – yeah, that that uh, video won't be making any like best of the <laughs> Canadian Goose <laughs> DVDs or anything. Your um, highlight reel with uh, Creed as the instrumental in the back. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, how long have you been wrestling for? Um, I've been wrestling. Um, honestly, I have ADHD. I'm not very good at remembering these things, but um, it's since I was 16 or. I had just turned 17. I can't remember which one, but I've been I've been wrestling um not not 
you know, consecutively, there's been little breaks just due to yeah. stuff. Um, I had a little break recently just because adult stuff, you know, <laughs> growing yeah. up. And so now that I'm back, it's it's really nice. But altogether, it's probably been about five or six years. Yeah, solid. Yeah. Ha- um, has the uh, did the COVID uh, pandemic like affect your ability to get uh, matches and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So um, my last match before I had wrestled Jack Pride was actually with CWE like a year ago or or something like that, and it was uh, I had wrestled Danny Duggan and oh, um, solid Lumberjack Gray Woods in a tag match. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I've also I've wanted to wrestle Lumberjack Larry for a while. I've, he's I've, he's really fast as well. Again, another guy I've only ever been in like battle royals and like Survivor Series matches with and stuff. He chopped me surprisingly hard. Like I wasn't Uh-oh. expecting a chop to be that hard from him. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah see, I was I, very surprised. I, I would think that he has a, a good chop just because, like, he's doing the lumberjack gimmick and, like, chopping would be, like, one of your main go-tos. Well, I had not considered that <laughs> until just now. So it makes sense. Him and him and Duggan both lit me up that day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you give it back to them? Uh, I tried, but Duggan has a counter for, like, everything. Oh, and I didn't. Fair. I didn't really. I wasn't in the ring for long with Lumberjack. Oh, <laughs> and, okay. And Duggan, yeah, he's got like, yeah, I don't know. It seems like every time I turn around, he's got something for me. <laughs> so mm. it's there's like a million moves in his comeback as well. Like, come on, <laughs> I, my I, cardio I, isn't that good. I had some matches with uh, Danny Duggan um, this year. I think I wrestled him like eight times. Um, and uh, it was a lot of fun because we did a whole tour of Saskatchewan. We did, uh, what was it, Yorkton. Uh, uh, what's, is it Pr- Prince George? No, not Prince, Prince Albert. Prince Albert, yeah. We did Prince Albert, Yorkton, Carnduff, and Regina. And yeah. all four nights I wrestled Danny. And then I he came and did a tour in Alberta. Uh, and I wrestled him in Red Deer, Calgary, and uh, Grand Prairie. And yeah, every time it, it was fun because you you learn something new. And you know, Danny's so experienced and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, like and and then he he I I, I like wrestling for the CWE because they they give me some very good opportunities. I've also like uh, I got to wrestle uh, with Tyler Knox. Uh, out of um, Lethbridge for them, and that was a lot of fun. And I got to wrestle with uh, you know Sean Martins, lots of lots of really good uh, wrestlers and stuff uh, working for CWE. So, uh, oh, yeah. where have you had any uh, chance to to get in the ring since the match with Jack Pride? Have you have you uh, resumed your training and uh, uh, no. sort of started back up with anyone? Uh, no opportunities um, yet, um, but I am doing a, another RCW show on the 29th. So, oh, solid. I'm actually doing like you know, I'm uh, slowly but surely <laughs> the cardio <laughs> comes back. Is that one going to be in Radway? Uh, Radway or it's some other small town in Saskatchewan. I oh, can't okay. remember what it's called, but yeah, it's on the 29th of October. So, um. I'm yeah, slowly working towards that one. 
nice. I mean, I there's no real opportunity in Saskatchewan anymore. Um, uh, you know, there's really only the one company uh, in Saskatoon now. Uh, CWE doesn't come here anymore. Um, I'm sure they have very good reason. Uh, but yeah, there's not much opportunity out here now. So pretty much any opportunity RCW gives is is the ones that I take. Fair enough. Fair enough. I know that the BW was doing uh, some SAS Saskatchewan shows, and that see the CWE is still doing Saskatchewan shows, but maybe just not yeah. near your local area. Yeah. I know they had, they had Sh- Shark Boy on recently, and Man. I I was kind of bummed that I didn't get booked yeah. on that tour because Shark Me Boy too. is one of my all time favorites. Oh, I was I was I was trying so hard to convince everybody just to let me wrestle shark boy. Cause him and Curry man were my absolute faves in TNA. So when he came out, I was like, please anybody, but the shows were, are so booked uh, so far ahead. Mm-hmm. So they had all the spots taken and I was like, damn, this has ruined my weekend. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it didn't ruin my weekend, but it would have been a highlight. Not for a big me enough fan, sure. not a big enough fan of shark boy and Curry. They, uh, um, like I've been asked in in like a lot of interviews and stuff like podcasts that I've been on like who's your dream opponent and I've always been like Shark Boy like Shark Boy versus the Dude, Canadian Goose it, it kind works of so well. makes itself right <laughs> like or we could team up and uh, like I pitched the idea of where the Great White North or or Shark Boy and Lava Goose you know I like that one I like <laughs> yeah. that one yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 I think that would have been uh, a whole lot of fun. Um, so who are some of the other uh, uh, guys that you've had opportunities to uh, wrestle with and stuff? Uh, so I have wrestled um, not a lot of people, a lot of the like familiar faces. So I've wrestled Slammer and Alexander Prime. Um, I've wrestled Jack Pride, as we know. Uh, I have gotten in the ring with Giselle Shaw and we had a match that was really, really fun. Uh, she was actually the... She was she gave me my first win. Um Oh really? Yeah, when I first started. She she was the one that put me over. It was dirty as hell, but she still put me over and I really liked that because that was not the original plan at all. I mean that's that's still pretty solid. Like she's uh yeah. she's kind of a big name now. Yeah, like yeah. She's she's got a impact wrestling thing going on and yeah. she's been coming out she's coming out here for uh uh some shows, I'm pretty sure soon. Uh, hopefully by the time this airs, I'm allowed to say that. We'll just have to keep it. We'll just have to keep it. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, no, she's, she's kind of become like a big star. So that's, so that's very cool. Is there yeah. any, uh, anyone else that like, uh... um, so I've wrestled McSugar. Um, unfortunately in our match is, is a match that I ended up her, uh, tweaking my knee. So, um, yeah. it wasn't as good as it could have been, but it was still a match. Um, I was fortunate enough to right after that match be in another match with uh Mick Sugar and Michael Allen Richard Clark um when they were doing the flex appeal stuff and that was something that I'm not super happy with but it it happened um Okay what what why what, what is there a story there It's just my tag partner was a man that did not have any physical fitness and I was hurt so it was just not as smooth as it should have been oh okay yeah so it was it was, it was a... kind of a shit show 
Okay, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 fair. I, I yeah. These things happen. I know yeah. that after the match, you know, I was like, oh, they're they were upset, and so um, I'm sure my anxiety ridden brain is like, oh, they hate you because of it. But like, it probably wasn't that bad. They probably weren't that upset. But after the after the show, I Mick Sugar did text me and ask me if I was okay and everything. Apologized and. So everything yeah. was really good. Mick Sugar is a is a person I consider a very good friend in in the wrestling business. Oh well, I mean, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I usually like if somebody is like not in very good shape, like you can kind of like tell, yeah, before you you actually go to the ring with them. So I, I imagine that their expectations of of your tag partner were were probably you know the, the, the simmered or whatever yeah. and then like you obviously had like a knee injury which is a limitation for sure like yeah. uh i can speak to that i i'm currently dealing with a, a knee injury and stuff too so yeah, i mean i know how much of a bummer that can be it really it really put a halt on everything because you know i when you when you first get injured it's like well I can't do, I won't be able to do this anymore. And, you know, for, for the entire, like, I think I was off for like six weeks or so the entire time I was like, man, I can't come back. Like there's, there's no way I'm going to fully recover from this. It's always going to be like this. And then slowly, but surely you learn to work around it. Yeah. And, and I think that, I think what they say is true is like, unfortunately, when you get injured, that's when you learn how to structure matches better than you did before you know i'm not saying that you know i'm an expert on structuring matches but i can i can do uh, more with less uh just because of some of the limitations i have i mean i think that seems like fair and valid um for sure like there's like i'm i'm you know despite the fact that i have a, a knee injury and whatnot there's only a couple of things that i i really don't like to do and and it's because i'm worried that they could probably like injure me and it mostly involves jumping and landing on my feet yeah uh um like i'll land on my back or my face or my my (laughs) belly or whatever uh you know all day long but if you ask me to land on my feet i'm gonna get real nervous about that (laughs) you know um uh, but uh, what what kind of knee injury did you uh, did you uh, end up so having? So I had a a pretty severe meniscus tear. Oh, okay. And so, um, you'd be surprised how much you can do with with a torn meniscus, though, because like for the for um, a, the first little bit, I did not think that I was injured at all. I just thought that I had you know tweaked it a certain way, and it didn't really like hurt until you let it sit for so long. <laughs> oh, that, I mean, that's, that's fair. I, I, I know what a meniscus tear feels like. I, I yeah. that's one of the things I like, I, I've completely torn my ACL. It's oh, like yeah. completely gone. And then, oh. uh, I also, uh, I also have, uh, torn meniscus and it's like, I think they said a torn lateral meniscus and a torn medial meniscus and a yeah. burst Baker cyst. It, it, it's lo- like I say, as long as I don't jump and land on my feet, <laughs> I, I, I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, 
I, yeah, I haven't had any real issues with it. Uh, there was the one match that I had with uh, Kat a few months ago. And it was just like the weirdest little slight little thing that set it off. And it, I had to be on the shelf for like uh, nearly a month because it, it just like I could hardly walk. Yeah. And all it was was uh, she put me in the the Shattered Dreams, the one that Goldust does where he spreads your legs on the ropes and then nut shots you. Yeah. Well, I just like I had put my legs up on the ropes and was like, like, that's how I was, I was sitting there. And I guess my ankle was behind the rope on one. And when I went to pull my foot out, it just turned my foot in a a weird way. And, and before my foot even hit the ground, I was like, Oh, that doesn't feel good. And then she pulled me out to, to hit the finish on me. And thank God it was the finish because at that point I realized, Oh, I can't put any weight on this. This isn't good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's I, uh, I had a match against, uh, dice steel at, um, uh, some like it was a really new fed, uh, but it was called the AWE. Oh, okay. That's uh, Logan crosses. Yeah. Yeah. So I did a show there with dice steel and I, we wrestled, um, unfortunately something went wrong with the ring and there it, was broken so like oh no it wouldn't like absorb any shock so oh. it was horrible um but uh yeah like like you said uh when when it when you tweak it again that's when it hurts because i i picked up dice deal for a sidewalk slam dice is a big boy like he's not a small guy at all so you know i had that weight and i went to go walk with him and i tweaked my knee and all the power just left my body i ended up dropping him and you know i fell and i just could not put any weight on it for the longest time and oh. it, that was it was horrible like was he, i was he okay yeah he just uh he it took his breath away just because big guy broken ring so he he laid there for a second you know i gave him lots of time to recover as i sat there with my bum knee so how how did the ring break? Was it was it um, during I, your guys's match or? Uh, no, it was actually before the show. I don't know what they were doing, but when I when I showed up to the venue, they were like cutting parts off the ring. So I'm not sure what they were doing, but it was broken after they had done that thing, and the um, ropes weren't tight. It was just not. It was super limiting because we could only do moves out of the corner at that point, pretty much. So it was. Yeah. It's. Uh, I I've heard uh, from from a couple of wrestlers about another ring that was similar to that, uh, and then I'm actually uh, supposed to be going to wrestle in very soon, uh, it, and um, uh, I was talking to Cat about it and uh, Cat Von Hees, and she said, "Yeah, you just kind of have to uh, be aware that the ring is is quite stiff." And the ropes are are very loose, and, and don't try and do anything off the ropes. Yeah. Don't try and run the ropes. Uh, you know, you can use corner to corner and and whatnot. And I was like, okay, so you just try to do that, and maybe yeah. you know, I mean, I'm not trying to like kill the magic or whatever. And like I say, nobody wants to go out there and have a stinker, but uh, you do want to keep yourself uh, safe and whatnot. So sometimes you have to work within the limitations of, okay, no bumps tonight. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And that's, that's the way it is. is, uh, You know, whenever I would do HIW Canada, which was their Regina brand, that ring was stiff as hell. And they always took the old padding from the wild side ring and you would use it there. So it had like no padding. And so every single time I did a show there, it was like, okay, I'm not doing anything crazy. No, like big bumps or anything like that. Cause that ring sucked. 
Mm, yeah, and I mean it. It does. It is. It is cumbersome, especially like when the pads are, like if the ring is stiff, but there's still good pads on it. Then like yeah. you, could, you could sort of like okay, throw in like a couple <laughs> of uh, bumps here. You yeah. know, maybe you're maybe you're not doing superplexes off the top rope, but you know, a, a regular suplex or whatever would be probably fine. Um, depending on how how oh. bad it is, but then yeah. once you once you if you take into account like uh bad uh ring mats then that's that's oh, yeah. that's an issue uh i know like the rcw ring for the longest time they had some pretty gnarly ring mats on it we yeah. got pre- we got new ones now that are nice they're really nice they are big, nice thick blue ones it's like gymnastic were, padding almost yeah it works really great yeah, and it's it it's fantastic but the ones before that were were not and there was complaints about it by some people and whatnot and i don't blame them and then they tried to replace it with like these foam ones that were like i don't know if it was white some sort of soft styrofoam but it was it was too soft like the oh, yeah. mat, the mats were, it was weird. Cause like you'd be trying to run the ropes and it felt like you were trying to run in quicksand. Oh, and that's just the, that would do nothing but exhaust you at the same time. Exactly. And then there was even more complaints about that. I was like, oh, let's just use the old crappy ones for yeah. tonight until you're able to get like new ones on this for like hopefully next week or whatever. Yeah. And, and like I say, we, we have, they have been replaced and whatnot now. So they're, they're using uh, good stuff and, you know, um, I've been very fortunate that most of the rings I've, I've worked in have been uh, pretty good rings. Like I, the, I haven't really had issues with with the rings so much. Um, the there's there it's weird though because they're all set up differently, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Every single ring that every show I go to, if it's a new company, I instantly just brain dead because I don't know how to put this ring together. So yeah. usually, you know, I show up and I help them put up the ring. I have no idea for like 90% of the rings anymore. Cause I was so mm-hmm. used to the HIW had the two rings. They had very specific ways on how they had to be put up. Mm-hmm. That's enough memorizing for me. Just mm-hmm. point and tell me where to go with the RCW ring. <laughs> Some rings take like 20 minutes to put yep. up and others take like an hour and a half to put up. And then like some of them, like I find that the biggest difference is usually like the floorboards yeah. Like not the floorboards, but the beams that go across the ring. Uh, like I've seen everything from uh, just two really big, like log sized metal beams going across. Yep. Uh, and that was like the, uh, the Victoria city wrestling ring uh, out in BC back in like 2005. Okay. And then I've seen uh, the RCW ring, which is steel like beams. And it's just like, pieces of like steel and they're like you know two inches thick by by two inches or whatever and like they're they're hollow so it's not like you're you're not like carrying like a massive thing when you're carrying out those beams the side rails are a pain in the ass but oh yeah the, the, the floor beams are fine and then the love wrestling ring is very similar to the rcw ring where it's all metal beams and stuff okay and the, the cwe ring is kind of like that as well uh, but there's fewer beams, yeah, and then yeah. they use they use uh, two by sixes instead of just plank board. Yeah, like, yeah and then yeah. Uh, the 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 ring for Marty Sugar was the probably the weirdest one I ever saw um, out in Big West Wrestling, and that was uh, 
instead of metal beams going across, they laid two by sixes and they were in like horizontally. So that the two inch part was the part that the other boards were balanced on. And then they were like put in like lengthwise and in the middle, you got two, two of those right next to each other in the middle. And so that ring was uh, a little on the stiff side. <laughs> I'll be honest. I can yeah. imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that, don't get me wrong. We still went out and had a good time and, yeah. and uh, you know, busted our butts. I mean, I took, I took an overhead belly to belly in that ring and Jesus. I took a Death Valley driver in it. And then, yeah, the next day I woke up and was like, Oh, I think the ring might have been a bit stiff because my back sure was. <laughs> there was, yeah, in the Regina ring, I um did a match against Brett Evans, and I hated every second of it just after the one, like this one move because the ring is so stiff. I hated taking big bumps, and uh, I was relatively new at the time, so I don't you know how it is. You don't really have a say in what gets done and, <laughs> and everything like that, unless there's real cause for concern. Um, and so he had the idea to give me like a Uranagi out of the corner, kind of like what Samoa Joe would do. Okay. And man, after that move, my organs were rearranged. I'm pretty sure I felt them shift and that was the worst thing. And the next day, man, like, it just hurts deep in your muscles. And I don't know, it's hard to explain, but there's a certain like pain that I get when I wrestle in super stiff rings. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It is weird, but that's, yeah. this is, uh, I always carry, uh, anytime I go to wrestle, uh, I always take with me like some ibuprofen <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and whatnot. Like I, I don't mess with like, hardcore painkillers or anything no, like no, pre no, no. prescription pain drugs but like uh i i do rock some ibuprofen oh and yeah some no. tylenol you um, can't rock the the prescription painkillers just because it is such a problem in wrestling like you know pills and stuff like that are just rampant in in the pro wrestling industry so well, I, I, I use cannabis were. myself. I, I, I don't know if they they are so much anymore. Like it's like maybe there's one or two guys that are doing that sort of thing, but it's not something that I'm seeing going on. Uh, oh, you know, I just you know you you see things, you hear things. Um, I'm it, it's more rampant in in U.S. Um, yeah, in U.S. indie wrestling, there's there's a lot more. Uh, the, all of the guys here are you know pretty good. I mean, yeah, pot legal. Yeah, like you were just saying, is like uh, in Canada, like pot is legal, and you can you some of the strains are pretty good for oh, yeah, numbing yeah. your pain and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, I try not to get uh, too deep in the in the weed right now, just because yeah. I've I've been trying to abstain for the sake <laughs> of my my health and whatnot. Yeah. Just because, like, I find that when I uh, I, I smoke weed, I I kind of get like I get the munchies. And uh, I, that leads to poor dietary decisions. Yeah. And I also get quite lazy. Yeah. Um, but I also like, I have a real hard rule about not wrestling when I'm stoned. Oh like, yeah. I, no, never. I, I, I wouldn't, I would not wrestle if I was inebriated, no. like, oh, or never. like drunk or stoned. Like, cause I would feel so awful if I ever yeah. hurt somebody in, in that state, yeah. you know? And I would just be like, Oh, I, they, they got hurt. Cause I was yeah. fucked up. And like, Oh, and I just, definitely save it for after the matches when the adrenaline yeah. is starting to lower and slowly starting. I could never wrestle while, uh, intoxicated. I, yeah. I could never do that. It's just, 
it that is so unsafe to do especially because yeah. cannabis has such like an effect on the mind that like it really can take over and you can forget everything <laughs> like well, that would be an issue too is like okay you, you forget things or you're you're not in position for things or yeah. like yeah yeah it could just be like a really like i yeah so i i, I have a real hard rule about yeah. not not doing that yeah, uh, no that's never something that should happen I mean, I've seen, I've heard stories of like people that you'd want, you wouldn't want to wrestle them if they were <laughs> in the, in their right mind, like Sandman and stuff. Right. Like yeah. apparently if he, he wasn't drunk, that, then he was at, way more apt to hurt you. But, but <laughs> like I, I, for me, it's a personal choice I made. Right? Yeah. I, and, and uh, you know, Sandman, if you're hearing this, please do not come and beat us up. <laughs> I'll wrestle Sandman. Not if he's sober. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. um, do you have, who are some of your favorite wrestlers? Like uh, looking back, like you already mentioned Tajiri and uh, Hurricane, but like yep. you also mentioned that you do like sidewalk slams and stuff. So I don't, uh, uh, I don't think that you probably. Uh, emulate their ring style who who are some guys that you you look to for inspiration to your your character and your ring style and what's so actually some of like uh the the one wrestler that really got me into pro wrestling as a whole was a uh, bubba ray dudley i remember watching their their first tlc match and i remember the thing that got me hooked on on the dudleys um was he took a like a bulldog off of a like the middle of the ladder and it was the most real looking bulldog I've ever seen. And so I was like, okay, I am I am going to be Bubba Ray Dudley when I wrestle. And then, you know, slowly you add your own stuff. But I take a lot of inspiration from Bubba Ray Dudley. Um, a lot of the stuff from like the mid card, uh, just getting out of the Attitude Era um, wrestlers. You know, I, I, mean I really liked Lance Storm as well. Oh, solid. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I, I like Bubba Ray Dudley too. Like, yeah. uh, I've actually like, there's been a lot of times where I wanted to use the like full Nelson thing that he does. It's like yeah. a full Nelson bomb where they just like, he full Nelson's the guy and they go up and then they both land on their ass. Yeah. And I, I, I always thought that if I locked in a full Nelson and then gave like one of these to make my <laughs> opponent flap their wings, a couple of times, like that would be really good. <laughs> oh damn i yeah you have to do that you gotta put that in your your repertoire that yeah. is a really good move i i considered doing it with like a pedigree or an angel's wings too yeah just anything where like i hook the guy's arms and give a couple of these so that they're flapping their wings <laughs> i also really liked rikishi rikishi oh yeah crash holly for if you ever want to watch like someone who can sell any move to make it look like it killed him. Crash Holly is like the guy. Watching him take a Rikishi driver is like the most insane thing. Yeah, Rikishi driver would be uh, kind of uh, like that would be a scary move to take. Oh yeah, because yeah. it's very similar to the the like the move that Owen Hart took for yeah. that he gave yeah. to Stone Cold that one time. I mean, generally the guys that are doing Rikishi drivers are are not small dudes though. Yeah. Like yeah, I know uh, Big Jess uh, Youngblood does it 
but his thigh is like thicker than your head. So yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, you don't uh, even know what happened. <laughs> no, probably. It's probably very, very, uh, like, I mean, devastating looking, but safe. Oh, very safe. Yeah. Um, but like th that surprises me that you're into all these like attitude era guys. Like I know you said you were born in 99, but you probably didn't start watching wrestling from, from the day you were born. And, and like, I would, I would imagine that you're, you would start, you would have started watching in like, you know, like maybe uh, 2007, that type yeah. of time. Yeah, around no, then. I, I, I remember like 2004, is probably around when I started. I, I have memories of like stuff from 2004. So it's. Did it, you go? Have you gone back time. and watched like older Attitude Era shows yeah. and stuff? Like, oh, have you yeah. gone so down I, that rabbit hole where you're just like, oh, I'm just going to watch all the Raws from 1997 yeah. or whatever? Yeah, literally. Like, yeah, I've, I've gone through plenty, plenty of phases where it's just, okay. I love the Attitude Era. I'm going to only watch the Attitude Era. And then I see some of the stuff and I'm like, man, like, this kind of sucks. Like, this yeah, is not some entertaining. Of, some of it does not hold up for sure. No. And some of it's in really bad taste. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, I was led, like, what was this angle with uh, this Leave It to Beaver guy who was like, his mom was like his, like, love interest. It was, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. Like, this is not even, oh. and, and then there was a uh, classic the... moment when um, uh, uh, the, the, uh, Ty, Ty and Ty chopped off Falvinus's <laughs> dick or whatever. <laughs> like, and then, then he so had to wrestle the, uh, uh, um, what's his name? The, the guy who got his dicks cut off by uh, his uh, girlfriend, Bobbit or whatever. Uh, like that, that's like, it's all this weird stuff. But I mean, yeah. I, I can look back on it fondly because I also <laughs> like I enjoy bad wrestling <laughs> just yeah. as much as I enjoy good wrestling. <laughs> my my most recent rabbit hole is just searching up like the most backyard wrestling federations on YouTube and just like getting really invested in these stories they're telling. It's like it's only told by like run ins. <laughs> it's, this is the greatest wrestling I've ever seen. Have you ever seen uh, oh, what was that match? But there's a match, and one of the wrestlers is called Living Dead Girl. <laughs> I have seen that. It's so so bad. I've... She she looks completely out of her element. Like she's got no idea. It's it was it was. I saw a match where they were on a ladder, and somebody pushed them over, and they landed on their fence. But they like lived in like. <laughs> a duplex so like they just broke the fence and the neighbor gets mad at them so in the middle of their match they apologize to the neighbor for breaking the fence oh i mean i i don't like condone backyard wrestling you know uh like i recommend if you want to wrestle get trained just because it's way safer that way and it's also like you you might you it, it's the only way to really get professionally like booked and make oh, money yeah. at it or yeah. whatever. But just basically for safety purposes, I don't condone backyard wrestling, but I did used to do it when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. 
And we would basically just haul like a bed mattress out from our basement and stick it on the front lawn. And we would play music out the window and film these like really trash garbage matches that were awful. Like, you know, a guy does a super kick and he just slaps his leg and it doesn't even like the, like the kick does lands like where my hand is here instead of there. And we just like angle it towards people (laughs) so that if anyone sees it looks like the, yeah. And, uh, just like I remember there'd be times when we were wrestling and, and then my dog, one of my dogs would freak out. So you just see my wiener <laughs> dog run out onto the mattress and start barking at the one guy or whatever. Yeah. Oh, but that was your valet to the ring. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Mini yeah. yeah. wiener your, dog. That was your Bobby the Brain Heenan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah but- I did backyard as well. Like everybody, every pro wrestler that I've met so far, has stories of backyard wrestling and I so thought, like yeah i like i don't mean to keep cutting you off i just no, but I, okay. like i i find that the the people that are actually wrestlers especially on the indies like maybe if you're in wwe and you went there through like college wrestling yeah. Yeah. or you were like a big time football player like some sort of professional athlete before you transitioned to wrestling that then maybe it's a different story but all the indie guys are like in it because they love wrestling you know yeah Yeah. and and i find that people that love wrestling obviously you know tried it at home despite the warnings not to well every every like every kid i feel like every kid when you're growing up every kid likes wrestling (laughs) and then eventually you like grow older and it's like oh it's not as real as i thought it was and then you kind of form an opinion based on that but everybody when i was a kid if I was backyard wrestling, there was like 30 other kids with us doing the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have 30 other kids, but we had like five or six for sure. <laughs> we, had, we, we had a full roster where I, one, one day I booked like my own show and it was called the Halloween cup. And it was, a it, you know, like I say, we only had like six guys. So like some people wrestled twice with like a mask on or whatever. <laughs> and then, uh, uh but we, like, I, I had like my friend did like match graphics for us. We took pictures <laughs> of everybody and, and I made like an introduction video and like, he sent me a DVD of it. And it, it yeah. It's totally awful. Like you would, you would not want to watch it. And it, it, like I say, the, the matches have no psychology or structure. <laughs> the moves being done are being done poorly. And it, it's, it's really, really not good stuff, but I, it was so much fun. Hey, I was <laughs> like the, you know, you had six guys. I had 30. I was just in the big leagues. Hate to tell you, I went yeah. to New York early. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> the New York of, uh, of of backyard wrestling was yep. hey. somewhere in the middle of Buttfuck's Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it, hey, yep. <laughs> this is it. This is the peak of my wrestling career. Well, why don't you uh, tell us a, a good story uh, from your from your backyard wrestling days there? And I will be right back. I just have to go uh, nature calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'll tell you guys a story. Uh, one time uh, when I was backyard wrestling, uh, we had two uh, foldable chairs. And the, the two chairs were not used as weapons. They were used as table legs. Uh why we didn't use them as chairs i don't know but we would always put a piece of cardboard that was already like kind of folded down the middle so it it did not stay straight across the chairs it kind of dipped into the ground um 
and we would always set that up as like this has got to be the last thing we do because it's the coolest and then so someone would be on a ladder or or something like that and uh you know one of us would go up behind them get them up in a power bomb power bomb position and we would put them through this cardboard and yeah one time i i got my childhood best friend in in this in this power bomb and i just missed the whole cardboard like the the whole thing just i he didn't even come close to going through the cardboard and uh that was the first time i'd ever been yelled at by somebody else's mom it, was, it wasn't fun and basically that's why the canadian goose is probably the worst wrestler to ever oh hey what's going on oh hey hey what's up oh, yeah. <laughs> no not so bad I'm looking forward to hearing the story of of why the Canadian goose is the worst wrestler, but uh, no, it's, that's not, that's not a story. I remember calling. Oh, okay. Um, You mentioned that you got your first uh, hookup through uh, Mitch. Is that Mitch Clark? Mitch Clark. Yes. Yeah. 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 So he, he, um, he was um i i owe him big time for this one but uh yeah basically uh squig needed uh, some guys and mitch um i believe wasn't going to that show and uh so squig texted mitch and was like hey do you know anybody and he threw my name out there so that was really really nice um really Where did appreciate you know that mitch from Where, uh so i wrestled i wrestled mitch um in like a two minute match um for CWE in Saskatoon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember the whole build-up towards that match was basically like it was me and Mitch Clark on the graphic, and all my Facebook comments were like, "You're gonna die. He he's gonna beat the shit out of you. <laughs> You're not gonna last that long." And I was like, "Okay, so this is what I'm getting myself into." <laughs> and then when we showed up, and I and I finally met him, like really cool guy. Um, my cardio again was bad because I had just come off another break. So timing was poor. And so I was like, Hey, I'll let's do a two minute match and just have them just destroy me. Like let's everybody's expecting it. Let's just not that he couldn't destroy me by himself. Like regardless (laughs) of what I say, wouldn't have taken a few minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm, I'm saying this as if like he wouldn't just destroy me regardless. So (laughs) Yeah, it was. It did not last long, and he put my vape in my butt. Which, come on. Oh, okay. I don't in, think that's how you're on. supposed to smoke the vape, but uh, I, you know, it worked. It worked though. You're not supposed to, but just so you know, for future reference, you can get some smoke. <laughs> Fair enough. There's I, a uh, new term to blow and smoke. I had a, a um, I had a match with uh, Mitch a little while ago too. And yeah, I was, I, again, like, like yourself, I was really nervous about it. Yeah. Um, just like, cause M- Mitch is like, he was in the UFC, right? So yeah. like he could pretty much destroy like most wrestlers in, yeah. in Canada. Oh yeah. Uh, um, easily within two minutes, like if he wanted to. Um, I, I'm not an exception to that. And so I, like, <laughs> I, I was, I was really like, like you say, nervous, but Mitch was complete professional. Oh yeah. Mitch and, is, is, he, he has a good understanding of what makes sense and what doesn't, and yeah. he doesn't do what doesn't make sense. 
No. And, and to be honest with you, like the match that I had with him, I was, I was pretty satisfied with it again. Like it was, it was a squash job or whatever. Um, but, but like it, it was like, there wasn't a lot to remember. We just went out there and and chained around for a while. He caught me with his, uh, I caught him with one move and, uh, it was a headbutt, and I knocked him on his butt. And then he got up and he finished me off with his big move. And it was, that was that. And I mean, like That's, I say, there you go. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Paycheck earned. <laughs> I, I will uh, be totally honest with you. I am very stoked to watch uh, Mitch Clark and Sean Moore wrestle. at the. That uh, is another guy. I was literally just going to say, Sean Moore is another guy that is, he's the sweetest guy. He scares me like no other person that I've ever met. Like, he scares me more than Mitch scares me. And that yeah. like, and it just, it doesn't make sense. Cause he's such a nice guy, but I feel like he's hiding something. There's something he's really mad about something. Have you wrestled uh, with Sean Moore? I have, I, I have wrestled Sean Moore. I wrestled uh, him and Ace Riviera when they were the HIW tag champs. I wrestled them for the tag titles. Um, and it was really fun. Like Sean Moore is so smooth. Another guy that when you wrestle him, you're kind of like, I have no control here because he just he out wrestles you no matter what. Uh, yeah, he did. He, he let me get a few things in, you know, back when I first started wrestling, I could, you know, nip up and stuff for a big guy. And it was pretty, pretty cool that he would, you know, let me put that into the match and stuff. He let me do like this thing where nobody knew who I was. So we had a nice spot where I uh, one upped him in the wrestling and I just shouted, my name's Chris Summers. And so instantly then the fans knew what my name was. And then we we established, you know, I'm a scumbag. And then, yeah, he just, in the match, when you watch it back, as soon as I say I'm Chris Summers, he switches it up. And I had no control over the outcome of what he was doing. Yeah, no, he absolutely is like... Uh... His his athleticism and his explosiveness and intensity is just off the charts. Like I I I have not uh, had the uh, fortune to wrestle with him, and and it would be an intimidating experience for me. But when I would absolutely welcome, just because I I oh, can tell is, how good he is. He is so good, so smooth, so funny. Just I he's such a a cool guy to to yeah. you know be friends with and it's but again like he's too nice well i've seen him backstage at at lots of shows and stuff and he's usually sporting like a nintendo 64 (laughs) t-shirt yeah yeah which pops me i'm like oh okay so like yeah he he can probably do like three thousand squats in like five minutes but he also probably rocks some golden eye every once in a while you know (laughs) you know he can do all the squats he wants However, that's not going to get him a higher score in Tony Hawk. That's where I hold the keys over his head is, hey, when it comes to Tony Hawk, there's no chance for you, Sean. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you ever have to uh, face uh, Chris Summers in a in a Tony Hawk match on, oh. a, on, on a wrestling show, you're in trouble. <laughs> you better hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> the, the Tony Hawk uh, uh, invitational champion. I'm telling you, you don't want that, Sean. You don't want the smoke. When it comes to Tony Hawk. Thick. The thick title. Tony Hawk Invitational (laughs) Championship. (laughs) Thick. (laughs) I like that one. 
Anyway, uh, Chris, uh, we have gone the uh, full hour. I'll uh, just hit you up with one more just because you are coming back here to Alberta uh, or you're going to be wrestling for RCW uh, very soon on the on the 29th, you said. Uh, do you know who you're uh, scheduled to wrestle yet? I have no idea who I'm supposed to wrestle Okay, that, that does not surprise me. Um, <laughs> I am wrestling for RCW tomorrow night in Calgary, and I have no idea who I am wrestling yet. Hey. Um, but that's, that's, uh, whoever it is there, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have, they're going to get honked. Uh, well, actually, uh, in RCW, I'm, I'm not wrestling as the Canadian goose anymore. What? Just, yeah, no, I'm wrestling as wild Kyle Shaw. So that's one of my, wild for me. Yeah. One of, one of my uh, trainers told me that I should take, uh, uh, I could, I should take a break from wrestling as the Canadian goose and, and try something a little less carny so I can, I'm excited to see what you bring my skills and stuff. And yeah, it, it's been, uh, it's been very exciting. It's a new experience. It's, it's intimidating because like I do fall back on, on some of my habits and stuff like the honking oh. and whatnot, but like, uh, there's a million now, things now you can do with the I've, with the with the honking storyline wise you could do a million things with it alberta <laughs> wrestling is constantly changing and um from what i've seen alberta wrestling changing for the better constantly there's always good stuff happening out there i'm i really like what's happening out there now i kind of try to goad the people into honking so i can get angry <laughs> about it yeah i can be like yeah. no honking no <laughs> right and then they just start to do it louder um but uh yeah no so uh uh, with you coming out here to wrestle for RCW, uh, give me your top three guys that you would you would like to have a match with that you'd like to oh. launch with in RCW. Well, I I would like to, I'm sure you and I, Wild Kyle Shaw, could have a good match. Um, I want to wrestle Jack Pride again. That was a lot of fun. Um, honestly, for Alberta guys, I really want to wrestle Bobby Sharp. I haven't been able to lock him down in a in a match match, but we've done battle royals together and uh, very fun. Very yeah, fun. He, he's really good. Uh, I I he came to uh, one of the training sessions recently, and I I I, I didn't get to chain chain around with him, but I think we did like uh, we did do a little bit of interaction, and then I was in a battle royal with him. Uh, it was a royal rumble at the Victoria Pavilion uh, recently at the. Um, uh, Wild Rose Association show, yeah. which was like a, a a big time thing. At least for me, it was, and oh, yeah. uh, I I I definitely uh, loved being in there with Bobby Sharp because, you know, he's kind of like a legendary Canadian wrestler. Yeah. Like he's been on the PWI 500, and you know, he spent some time uh, training under uh, Scott Demore and stuff. So he's he's yeah, yeah you he's, know I've I've good. met him I've met him so much him him and Cat yeah just so They're many times fantastic. at the Saskatchewan shows and they are just nothing but nice all the time like the purest class of of wrestlers that I've ever met like they they go out of their way just to be that extra bit nice to you and it's yeah. it it's really really refreshing to see like such nice people these days. Yeah, it's it's a good thing. Like, it's always great when the the person is a great wrestler, but it's even like better when they're not only a great wrestler, but they're also like really cool as a human yeah, being. Yeah. Um. Like, and and fortunately, out here in Alberta wrestling, we've got a lot of those right now. Like, there's a yeah. lot of people that are not only really good wrestlers, but like really good, solid human beings. Oh, yeah. that are 
going to help you out uh, in any way they can. They can. Uh, I actually, I don't know if I'm going to be wrestling uh, on that show on October the 29th for RCW. I'm supposed to be going to uh, Winnipeg uh, to wrestle for Tony Candelo uh, at the Winnipeg Comic Con for three days. Okay. And that's, that's in that span of uh, days. Uh, uh, Squig was uh, asking me today if it had been canceled because I guess he heard something about it being canceled, but I haven't heard anything about it being canceled. Neither is the person that uh, I'm I'm communicating uh, with. Uh, KB Six got me the hookup uh, for that, and uh, I, I I think Tony Candelo is probably not on social media because he's he's quite uh an old time guy yep. so social media is probably not his bag so i'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. doing all my talking my communicating through through kb6 and he told me that uh, it, it's still a go as far as he knows so if that's still a go then i won't be there but uh if it is canceled then i probably will be there and uh if you petition squig for a match with me you'll probably get it yep and and we'll have a lot of fun yeah for sure i i hope you can make the show but uh of course wrestling at a winnipeg comic-con sounds probably like a lot more fun than being in some small town <laughs> uh well we, we we also uh spent some time talking about the state of the ring so yeah. <laughs> earlier so it might be uh but also like no i'm happy to wrestle uh uh all over the place but like yeah. i right now i am like with with um uh, I've got to go for a surgery on this uh, knee. Oh. So right now, before I do that, I'm I'm trying to get out there as much as possible. So if how I long is get, the surgery going to keep you out for? Uh, possibly up to a year. Oh, geez. Actually, I actually got a call about it today. Yeah. And they, they were like, hey, would you like to come in for surgery on November the 4th? And I was like... I can't do November the 4th because I've already bought a plane ticket to uh, Victoria. I'm going to there and I'm going to be wrestling uh, uh, for 365 wrestling on yeah. uh, November 18th. And it's my first match in front of my old friends and family because yeah. like, I'm from Victoria, right? Right, and so, right. like, all my friends and family live there, and none of them have ever got to see me wrestle. So yeah. I, I set this up with the promotion out there that I would go out there and wrestle. So I, I, I couldn't say, say I'll go for surgery on November the 4th and cancel my trip and my big first match in front of all my friends. No, no. I, no. I got priorities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. You yeah. have plenty of time to heal. Yeah. Is, well, is. I said, please keep me on the list and call me <laughs> if you have anything uh, yeah. after that. But and they, they said, oh, well, there's th three other people ahead of you that also turned down that date. And so so I, I yeah, hopefully it won't be too much longer. Oh, but yeah. I'm not in a rush to do it because I, I am absolutely loving getting out there to exactly to and, and Saskatchewan and Manitoba and stuff like it feels really cool that I've I've so far wrestled in four provinces in Canada and yeah, and I'd love to wrestle in more. So, Oh yes. I, I'm sure you would as well. Oh, of course. I, I really, my, I think my next step is, is, you know, Alberta wrestling. Yeah. Have, yeah. how uh, have you wrestled outside of uh, Saskatchewan at all? Um, so I, no, no, actually, no, I haven't. It's always okay. been in Saskatchewan. You know, the RCW shots are, are in Saskatchewan, um, just closer to Alberta. I've wrestled like right on the border to Alberta, but that's uh, Lloyd Minister or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was Lloyd. Um, but yeah, I've wrestled really close. And then, you know, 
but unfortunately, I haven't been able. I've gone to shows, like I've traveled as like with as like a plus one with mm. with like Michael Allen, Richard Clark, and Alexander Prime. I I went out to PWA if, uh, once or twice, and okay. that was always fun. But I was never booked to wrestle or anything. I just got to be in the back. Well, fair enough. Uh, you know, keep working for RCW and getting oh, yeah. dates with uh, Danny Duggan and stuff. Danny does tours all over the place, like he does even Ontario yeah. and stuff. So, oh yeah, yeah. You just keep keep working at it. Oh and, yeah, uh, I look. I'm, sure. I, I, I'm planning on on wrestling um, a bit more just to make up for the time that I was gone. You know. Yeah, I I completely uh, I hear you, and I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm not. I'm making up time for the time I'm going to be gone. <laughs> luckily, so. luckily, like ring shape is really hard to get into if if you're not wrestling constantly. And since there is <laughs> no like real uh, opportunity for training um, facilities out here, uh, I'm I'm friends with Cash, who was the old HIW owner, and I believe he's gonna let me take that stiff ass Regina ring and put it in my garage so that I can get in better shape. So appreciate that one as well. Get some guys out there that know what they're doing and do some tackles and drop downs and. Oh yeah. All the fun stuff. Yeah. Around and yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be good. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm I'm surprised that 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 there isn't a a training center in in Saskatchewan. There is. I just can't go there. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) We don't need to get into that. Uh, (laughs) But but with uh, with that, uh, I don't want to end on a sour note here. But uh, yeah, thank you very much for coming on uh, Monday Night Shaw. I'm very happy to be a guest on this. Uh, why don't you give the folks your your social media stuff so that if people want to stay uh, abreast of your situation, they can do that. Yeah. So um, the only social media I have is Facebook. For I, every other social media is very, I don't like it. So Facebook, uh, Chris Summers is the name. You can send me a friend request there, and that's probably where I'll start updating more. There's not a lot of updates, but there'll be more recent stuff coming. Is that the account people should uh, get a hold of you if they'd like to book you as well? Uh, no, my personal Facebook is is where they can contact me. Okay, and yeah. is that is there a link for that on your uh, on your Chris Summers there? Just because um, I'd like people to be able to book you, yeah, uh, sure. coming out of this. Uh, there's not right now, but there will be. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Well, uh, this has been uh, Monday Night Shaw with uh, me, Wild Kyle, uh, the Canadian Goose, and uh, Chris Summers. Uh, Chris, thank you for uh, coming on the show. Uh, thank you for having time. me. No problem, buddy. Anytime. And uh, I, I uh, look forward to seeing you down the road. Mm-hmm.